And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. All right. Happy Wednesday. Uh, here uh, with Zuckerman at his uh, Baldwin Hills joint on a Saturday night. You're going to get a very, very different uh, Spike and Zuckerman. We're very, very chill. And, uh, we're trying uh, trying to do a different day so that, uh, you know, Mondays we're agitated. And we don't want to agitate you. We want you to be relaxed when you listen to us. So here we are, Saturday night. Zuckerman has his shorts on. Before, before I chat with you, Zuckerman, Rob Schneider is coming on um, to chat with us in a minute. I'm going to interview him. Um, that will actually take place a couple days from uh, today. Um, he's got a new comedy special. We're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna find out everything that's going on with our old buddy from uh, Saturday Night Live, Rob Schneider. Um, but first, Zuckerman, couple of things. I just stepped out of your one M. As as you folks know who listen, Zuckerman is very generous with his cars and lends them to me, Johnny Lieberman, Matt Farah. I think I do the best at taking care of them. But this 1M has been a car <laughs> that Zuckerman has tried to foist on me over and over and over again. And, um, and you resist. And I don't like it. I didn't like it. But my, it got, you know, my son is turning into a little car guy, Jack, who's 12 years old. He's got his own YouTube channel, JF Motorsports, Jack Ferriston Motorsports. Check it out. He reviews, he reviews the cars, the press cars that I get. And I don't feel like making videos, so he makes them. But... He came to me and he said, could we please drive Zuckerman's 1M? Look at him. Knew He's all about it. He's in the know. He's in the know. And uh, we've been in every single time over the last two days. I said, all right, I'll go out and grab the uh, half and half. I'll go get the bagels. I'll go do this. He drops his iPad, which is something that never happens. He puts down the media and he goes, I'll come and gets in the car. What is it that he is? What, he, what is it that he likes so much? You know, I think it's and Jerry spoke of this once. He said like these little cars when you're a little kid, you you think but he he's like the blow. I mean, you know more about this car than I do, right? Why I do you tell actually, everybody because it's not it's obviously not a stock 1M. <laughs> it's obviously not stock, okay? So we, what it, is that car? What is that what am I driving? Okay, so you're getting a car that I think Eric from EAG in yes. Ohio. EAG E-A-G, not E-A-D, And so I got it through him. It has an air intake. It has an air box. It has a blow-off valve. What the blow-off valve is what you hear when I get on it. It goes... It sounds like a train. He loves that. The kids love that because it's like their Fast and Furious movie, right? Right. But it's got to be at least 100 horsepower more than... it's chipped and it's got an exhaust... And so it is. So what the, is a stock 1M horsepower? The stock 1M is 333 horsepower, and this is pushing out about 433 horsepower. 433. Wow. Right. So, so it, it makes a considerable difference. The wow. stock 1M is no slouch. And in yeah. fact, it's a perfectly balanced car, power, chassis, balance. And, but you can easily, in that car, torque it up. And it becomes something of a monster, as you know. Yeah, you said you can take off the traction control, but don't hold the button for five seconds. You're telling me, of course. Don't hold it because that turns everything off. Right. It's, if you just press but the traction. But you know, the second you told me that, that's you the only to. way I drove the car. Right. If you have traction <laughs> control engaged, 
it really is interrupting you all the time because the car is so powerful. If you hit this button once, it's right up there by the central air vents. It takes the traction control interference down by about 75%, but maintains some security. If you hold that button down the hole for five seconds or more, yeah. it takes it completely off, and then you're on your own, brother. This is the ultimate drift mobile. Now, my kids love drifting, and I hope you don't mind, but I did some drifting. <laughs> Too late now. <laughs> hope you don't mind. I crashed it. <laughs> well, I'll get to that. <laughs> but coming up, coming on to Sunset, just to have a little fun, we came sideways on to Sunset. We did a 360 down at the airport. <laughs> did you really? Uh, yeah. There's a nice little cul-de-sac down there, and they, they're always talking about doing 180s and 360s. And I said, hold on. And I had James in the back seat, and we did a, a nice spin. And Would he goes, I, I don't like this car anymore. Now I'm afraid. That's the 10-year-old. And Jack was just laughing, and the smoke was coming in. It's really the ultimate drift mobile, Zuckerman. You know, that's now I'm attached to it. Now, here, I like it and I crave it, but I want to get that car down at like Thermal Club to their drift pad so right. you can have some fun on it because it's the perfect formula. The tires are still very grippy and they're new. Not anymore. Not really. Not anymore now that they've been liquefied. <laughs> I didn't liquefy. <laughs> I only did it a couple times. Um, obviously on, on 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 streets, but when no one was around. But the uh, but I am really it seems like a car that's very easy to correct. Like yes. that because the wheelbase is so short and there's no it's, it's so pretty well much balanced. The, yeah, really... you can pull it back and do whatever you want in it. They really, they really nailed that car, and that's the point I always wanted to make. When that car came out, I think it was, mm, I don't know, 50 or 60 grand all in. I want to say 62. Yours is a 2011, and right? It's and just it was 2011, 56. and I could be lying. It may have been 52. I'll have to check no, the price. No, it's somewhere between 50 and 60. Yeah, and that's a lot of car perfection yeah. in that little package. And I love, it's an accidental package because BMW did not want a 1M. Right. They felt it would cannibalize the 3M, and they finally, at the very end of that one series run, they finally said to the engineers, okay, you can take certain things off the shelf uh, from, the, from the M3, from the M department, and stick it in the car. And they made uh, a handful of them. I think 700 came into the U.S., and it really is a better car than the M3 that was, that was out then. It, um, you know, I'll say this... Uh uh, I didn't crash it, but now yeah. this, I think, you know, some cars you get in and you're going to crash. I had a second close call in this car, Zuckerman, <laughs> now, not driving it like a wild man. We were go, we were headed down to some, I don't, I don't even know what it is. You know, the kids like these uh, r racing scooters. There's little push scooters you get on, but they have the new racing stunt scooters, right? The place is down in Inglewood. So I was actually near here. And I was down on Howard Hughes. Do you know Howard yeah. Hughes Parkway is? Yeah, and you some can really. Dorky goddamn uh, LAX people. People flying in, Zuckerman. Flew across four lanes. And I jammed it. Thank God for this horsepower and this speed. I jammed it and braced because this they swept across four lanes because they had to get to that exit. Right. They, had, they didn't have to wait, right? And I went... I must, Jack said, you missed them by an inch, but it's only because of that speed and that jump. It is a Frogger mobile. I just looked it up, and it was forty-seven thousand dollars new. Wow! And that so that was not a, that was a good price 
uh, back then. He well, was I'm terrified. I'm still terrified of the car. I don't like cars that I've had close calls in, and I had okay, two. So, so the first time I drove it was with traction control on in the rain coming down the hill, and, and I'm like, this can't have any power. <laughs> and I went sliding almost into the parked cars on the street. So do you give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? No, it's fantastic. It's Would- just I'm afraid. Here's another thing, and maybe this is something that you BMW drivers know about. I felt... I told you today at the Whole Foods, I got one guy who said, that's a cool car, dude. And I said, thank you. But most people don't like me in that car. I don't think it was about my driving style. (laughs) I think there's a a sound BMW judgment people were making about me. I had a guy rage at me yesterday, and I don't even know what it was about, but I sense it was about that, you know, there are a bunch of guys in these hot little like M3s and M4s, cool cars and wild colors that make noises. And I think I and by the way, I, I like you guys. I have no problem with you. But I think people were looking at me and I had my baseball cap on. You know, I could have looked kind of sideways. I could have like looked you're... 18 like an idiot. <laughs> and yeah, people were given. There was some hostility. Have you not noticed that? I haven't noticed it, but I I don't always pay attention. I'm the most hostile guy on the road, so I don't always. <laughs> I'm generating so much hostility waves that that I don't recognize anyone being hostile to me. I I do think though that car is aggressive looking. It's black and it and it makes a hell of a noise. If you were to stock one that is not nearly so loud and and so angry sounding, I don't. And maybe if it was in white, I like the sound. Make no well, of mistake. Of course you do. But I think it could be the black of it all. I don't know. It's a huge hit, Zuckerman. The kids are absolutely in love with it. And as you know, if your kids love something, then you love it. So How old is Jack? He's 12. So tell him four more years. <laughs> four more years. I already let him drive it. Yes, perfect. <laughs> He's already He did done. the donuts. He, I taught him how to drive the manual at 12 on uh, the Volkswagen police car, which I have in your driveway right now. He did great. He already knows how to drive it. That's it's, what I it's do fantastic. With Dale. That's how I got him going. I put him on a little pillow, and then he drove it. Um, whenever we go down to the airport uh, down there, we do a little uh, parking lot work. With there's a big empty parking lot near the airport, um, and it's fantastic. Nothing makes me prouder to see my son drive manual. Anyway, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew Zuckerman. Cue the Blue Chew music. Let's talk about something we could all use more of on a Saturday night. Sex, great sex. Guys, you can increase your performance to get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable Viagra. With the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, you can take them anytime, day or night, on an empty stomach, on a full stomach. Since they're chewable, they work twice as fast as the pill. So uh, see, there you go. That's the that's, idea, Zuckerman. That's Zuckerman's the pitch there, Ferrison. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. So you can word. snort them. You What's can, that? You can snort them. No, you, you can cut them up that. with your That's Adderall next. and snort them. <laughs> Smokable Viagra. No, it's chewable. Blue Chew is made in the USA. It's prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you got to go to the site to get it. Uh, you don't have to go to your doctor, though, and you don't have to wait in line. It's even cheaper than a pharmacy, and they prepare and ship it right to your house in a discreet package. I think even if the package said Blue Chew on the outside, would, give a fuck. <laughs> would anybody know what, what that I meant? Would, no, they would think it's dog food. Uh, no awkwardness. No, none at all. You're just chewing your Viagra pill, so you don't have to leave the house. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, go to BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com. And guess what? You got a promo code that's going to save you some money to try it free. Zuckerman, by the way, you want this, you just go there. I'll give you the code. There's a host code for you. And what is that? 
I can't say it on the air, obviously. Oh, <laughs> People really? People would be getting it for free. I have a crisis of confidence <laughs> in the bedroom. <laughs> you're there, and you're holding your head, and, and your girl is trying to comfort you, and you get out the blue chews, and you put them in your mouth. And what? how long, Ferris, and how long before... You're Superman. It doesn't say, but I imagine it says twice as fast, right? Okay. That's because, you know, that's why I have chewable vitamins that I use, and I love them because they get into your system faster. That's the whole idea, right? Your huh? What about pellets for your penis to chew? You could you, try that. You shove them in there. <laughs> if you want, Zuckerman, shove you them do in that. There. See what Sh- happens. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Can your penis digest? I don't know, but why don't they have those? Wouldn't that be faster if you could stick something in there? I don't know. I thought they had ointments at one point, and then <laughs> the ointments got on your hands, and then your hands started swelling. And... An ointment? <laughs> yeah. Remember, wasn't there some sort of <laughs> that you rub on, and you, but it got on your hands at the same Looper time, germ. and then you had big fat mittens, and you, you know, it, I don't think it worked. Oh, but I don't, I don't know anything about a lotion that the, you put. There on. was an oint. I swear, An there was. Ointment. Anyway, if you're interested in Blue Chew, go to bluechew.com and use Spike. Promo code SPIKE911. It's promo code uh, that's going to get you some free stuff. Your first shipment is free when you use the uh, promo code. So there you go. You just pay $5 to try this stuff. For how many do you get for what? five bucks? Uh, I don't know. I have to I have to go online and do it. Uh, Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. We thank them for sponsoring the podcast, BlueChew.com. Just use the code SPIKE911. Go to BlueChew.com. Use the code SPIKE911. Blue Chew, stay hard. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, let's review a car, and by review, let's chat about it, Zuckerman. These are well, this was the blue chew of cars. This was yeah, blue chew interior for sure. The 2020 Ferrari F8 Spider, and thank you for Ferrari uh, to Ferrari for giving me that uh, mid-engined rear-wheel drive, two-passenger, two-door convertible, hardtop convertible. Zuckerman base price three hundred two thousand uh, five hundred, so three hundred two five hundred. Um, I don't remember getting a sticker on it, but I would guess with the the sticker with all the options, it was up closer to four, but maybe three fifty. Wow. Twin turbocharged, intercooled DOHC thirty two valve V eight, aluminum block and heads, direct fuel injection, seven hundred and ten horsepower. There's the stat you want: five hundred sixty seven foot pounds of torque. Don't really care about that. Seven speed dual clutch automatic, zero to sixty. Two point eight. Very respectable, 2.8 seconds, 100 uh, miles an hour, 5.3, top speed, 211. Um, fuel economy, uh, like your 1M, 16 miles to the yeah. <laughs> 16 city, 19 highway. That's not bad. What's that? They, I, I'm surprised it's 16. What was the stats. color we had? We had uh, Giallo Modena, which is a yellow with a beautiful navy blue interior with seats. All right, headlines. The, horse, the horsepower is similar to all of the top cars, right? Like a McLaren or a GT2 RS. The only cars I'm interested in driving are in this horsepower range. That's the horsepower range. Here here a cup this first of all the Super headline Leisure is Aston has that? What's that? The Aston Martin Super Leggera yeah, has that there. horsepower right, right, right. and and that same price point. The power comes on a little differently though than this car. This car, uh, I immediately fell in love with Zuckerman. And, I, and if you follow uh, this with my press cars, you'll know that the 48 Pista was the last Ferrari or second to last Ferrari I drove that I really went bonkers over. But it has this hyperspeed uh, feeling and it also it, get, it can get a little crazy, right? They managed to make a car with nearly the same performance that is easier on your eardrums. The Pista, as you said, was kind of a, a, a GT3 version, 
of the 488. Is that is that what you were telling me at the yeah. time? And this seemed much more plush. So, but listen to what I'm saying. You get in this car and you have almost equal performance, yet it doesn't blow. They've met. They've now modulated the exhaust down in a way that your ears aren't blown out every time you drive it. Except it's still got this buzzsaw rhythmic beautiful engine noise and you don't notice it until like the third or fourth time you drive you're going what is different have i lost my hearing here but i'm hearing a great sound and this car is better than it than i've ever than what is that banging around <laughs> fire we're still doing fireworks that's in this fireworks yes that's awesome okay as long as it's not gunfire um you know, it's that thing that we would say, um, I remembered when I was in Germany driving the Carrera GT when it was first launched, uh -huh. and I got in the car, <laughs> and Jerry, we, Jerry and I were both there, and we both went, this car is too much for normal roads. The car has finally eclipsed the road. I felt that again in this car, really? where I had a weapon. It was bigger and wider, but not too but not too big and not too wide. And I just felt normal roads aren't going to have a chance with this machine. <laughs> it's just that much better and more capable and faster. Tell me again what the model designation is. The F8 Spider. F8 Spider. It's a Tributo, but they don't put the word Tributo in the name for some reason. So they just call it the F8 Spider. But this new Tributo, I'm, I'm gathering the coupe drives the same way. Is an incredible car, Zuckerman. Now, is there another F8 that's currently out, or this is the version you get today, or is this a step-up version? The F8 of the Spider right. and the F8 Tributo, that's as it. far as I know, so far, yes. yes. This car is out right now, I guess. I got it right the week it was released, uh, not before, but I was last. Lots of folks drove it before well, you're me. you're still on the list, though, which is very impressive, Harrison. I have a nice and relationship with Ferrari, and I love their cars. I do. And well, as you know, I've owned them. You own them. We love these cars. Um, and this one, I, you know, I'll be honest, I didn't like the Gianna, Gianna, yeah, what Giallo, 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 Modena. Giallo. You look good in it, actually. Come on. I, did, I thought so. You, it's, well, an, it's a sports, if you were a sportsman, like a Briggs Cunningham sportsman, <laughs> a swordsman, a playboy, not a married guy in, in Brentwood with two kids. It didn't, it suited you. I it's, you know, maybe it just caught me in a little space of the week. It's a lot of yellow. I didn't want any attention. But I love, I, I love that color. It, it wouldn't matter what color that car was in, Ferrison. You're getting attention. I love that color, but I love it on the older cars. I love it on, I loved it on my Dino Fly Yellow. I love it on, you know, like, cars like your 275 or Bruce Myers 275. You know, right. that, I love it on those old cars. On the new one, I would, I just felt like for the first time I would black it all out. I would black it all out because it's such... A weapon, such a fast machine, Zuckerman. And I really did love it, and it's so usable. And when you get in it, there is visibility, right? You can't quite see out the back, but you don't worry about it because it's got a big, fat rear-view mirror and two big, fat side mirrors, and you feel very comfortable in it. You don't worry about starting it up in the morning and waking up your neighbors because it's loud, but it's not too loud. And it is, uh, you probably saw on my uh, social media, we took it to the Trader Joe's. <laughs> put six bags of groceries in it and i had room for at least four or five more in the frunk how about that and now I'm, I'm the only guy with an f8 spider at trader joe's but that's what i like i like using these cars in my daily life and taking them around 
Um, fantastic car. Another, you know, a couple little things that really I love is the way they have the little key holder in the center console. Yeah. So you can sit up that beautiful red Ferrari key and you can look at it. Why don't more car manufacturers have I don't that? Don't know. Why I don't heard... they have anywhere to put the fob? It bugs me. I thought Roll. So a couple people wrote that Rolls uh, does it, and I can't remember who else. But they, the way the Ferrari one sits, it stands up on the tip and right it's in facing the center, you. Yeah. It's a and good when thing. you're at a stoplight, these are the stupid things that we like. You look down and you go, you know. If you're like me, it's like who cares who's looking at me? I'm looking at the key. I like the way it looks. That that makes me feel good. Um, it didn't have a touch screen, but it has Apple CarPlay. But here's what they do that Mercedes doesn't do, okay? They put the little control knob ergonomically. See where my hand is on the steering yes. wheel? Now I move it to the right. It's wrapped around close to me, and there's that cursor right. control right there with a quick uh, press of the button, and it's very easy to use. So I'm not distracted, and my hand is close to the wheel. I didn't mind it. Didn't care that it wasn't a touch screen because the screen is kind of deep in the dash there. And it's uh, and it's small, but it does its job. It the music sounded great. There was uh, there's also this little you know USB port for your Apple CarPlay that has the little Apple icon on it. No it's way. just one. It's just that simple. Like hey, you want it? Because again, I feel like that's speaking to me. I want to sit down, plug in, and know. And on that first time I drive it, I just want the car to tell me what it needs to do. I don't want to have to crack a manual. And it did that. And I appreciate that, and I start to calm down. And um, directionals are still a bit of an issue on these guys because it's got the push button directionals. On each side. So I found myself, and again, I only had the car for four days. I found myself at least three times a drive looking down, and my blinkers directionals were on. Right. And I was, uh, and it's a two-position switch. Like you press it down, and you can press it again. You can press it down. You can also pull it back and cancel it. Right. You see what I'm saying? But it get it does get confusing. I don't have the solution for that. I imagine you either stop signaling when you change lanes or you get used to the cancel. But you are thinking a lot. Um, but for people who are not familiar with it, what Spike is saying, there's not a directional stalk on the steering correct. column. It's, it's a button. It's a, a button on either side. Yeah. Left and right. Left and right on the either side. It's easy to use. I just wonder if there's a way to, to have it cancel or have it tell you it you it's on because that got a little bit annoying. Um, and I, you know, I, I just imagine that you would either figure it out and practice and do it or... It's there's a, a there's a there's a shortcut that I just don't know to figuring it out. It's a smarter system. The problem is is that you were hardwired after forty years to use a stalk, so it's it's just a difficult thing to switch up. Well, no, here's what it is <clears throat> on the stalk. You know when you want to do a right. quick double click, right. you just course. touch it. It goes dot dot. Right. It gives a short. The Ferrari signal. might do that. You just don't know how. I just didn't know how to do it. But if it if it, you know, and I'm sure it does, and I'm sure I'm going to hear about it. But I it, I didn't find it, all right? And I'm not going to blame them for it. It's an awesome car. Anyway, um, you know, that was it, Zuckerman. I, I dig that car. I really like it. And um, I thought you did look good, and I honestly do. I, I, I You know, I left cars and coffee and, the, and uh, got on a little bit, and I got a little sideways. <laughs> I almost was the car. I was almost the Mustang guy, guy in cars and coffee. <laughs> you know, as you're pulling out, and it, you was, it, it was a lot of fog, and the road was a little wet. And I was like, hey, I'm going to make a little noise. And it was uh, it was fun. Um, but for a minute I thought, Ooh, I was almost Mustang guy. Um, and then 
It you is know, always Mustang. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, with the the hard top too. You know, I found I was driving it more with a hot top, hard top down. But then there were these glorious like late afternoons or early mornings where you put it down and drop a kid off at their summer camp thing, and it was fantastic. Really great. Really mind altering. Um, I would do it. Uh, I haven't even built a car over on their site in a while, but probably a blue posse, like a dark blue non-metallic with tan hides would be good. Mm. I would do uh, silver with light tan interior in that car. And then I would go, uh, I would uh, move in with you, Zuckerman, and just do all black and take all the badging off it, tint the windows, and that's it. What about <laughs> some of these vintage colors? Remember, remember in, in, in 275s and Daytonas, they had these Nicholo, like the metallic, uh, coppery brown, or a very... Uh, limeish green. Yeah, could you, you think you could do one of those in a car on, like on this? A, it depends how I'm feeling. I'm not myself right now. It's hard to it's hard to get right. into that zone. But I do like a very um, well. Look what I'm driving today. I'm driving the Volkswagen police car. So the antithesis. I, I, it's 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 less about the color. I just am really preferring vintage cars in the middle of this whole thing. I'm really into all the old stuff. And, and so before true. it hit in January, I was into the new stuff and I wasn't even driving old stuff. And now all I want to do is drive old stuff. All I want to do is drive old stuff, Zuckerman. I Escapism. love it. It's the greatest. Yeah, I, I don't know. But even when, um, you know, I enjoyed your 1M because I was shifting gears and I was thinking and it was it calmed me down a little bit. And then I got into the 79 Volkswagen and it was, again, a, a, an added level of relaxation under that. You know what I mean? And uh, I imagine if I got into uh, I'm going to take that uh, Volkswagen to Cars and Coffee tomorrow. But if I got into the old Speedster or something like that, I'd be even happier. Mm. The fresh air is what does it. Um, you know, the Zagato is going in. We um, and someone was writing about this and I'll bring it up again. This is actually Steve Serio's rule. Uh, Aston Martin, New England. Real Bond Group is his name. I think it was him who said the 110-100 rule that I've repeated on the podcast many times, which is when you get a car that's newly restored or newly built, like the Zagato, you want to drive it a one mile, do a punch list, fix it. Drive it uh, 10 miles, do a punch list, and fix it. Or was it 110-100-1000? Or I've heard people say 100 and 400. But the principle is, is that you, you have to be aware right. that you have to shake the car down. You're going to see the immediate big things. And then there's going to be other stuff that becomes apparent or uh, smaller stuff that you need to circle back. Yeah, on I thought it was right. one, one, one hundred, one thousand. It could have been ten, one hundred, one thousand. Here's what I'm going to tell you. that If, but, if you go to the auction and it <clears> says five miles on a fresh restoration. Yeah, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. You've got a headache. But let's talk about it. So we did... Um, we drove that car when it was first delivered, put together a punch list, and then John Wilhoyt resolved it. We also discovered the VIN number on the car was a uh, Super 90, so we also did some work on the engine. Um, that was essentially the 110, you know, quick miles on the car. Then uh, Wilhoyt said, drive it 500 miles and bring it back, which we're right up there. We're 500, 600 miles right now. Right. It's down in your hangar, and it's going to go in next week. Um, and I thought it would just be cool to tell the audience, like, what has loosened up because it's not much. It's just little tiny things that are really going to make the car uh, great. The gas gauge 
if you imagine this new bodied car that's really sloopy and flatter than a 356, there, there had to be a custom gas tank made. And it's very flat. It almost looks like a briefcase, <laughs> it except really does. expanded a little bigger. <clears throat> and the fuel cell, or the fuel sender, right? Isn't that what measures the fuel? Yes. Has to be a custom fuel sender. And it's located mid tank. And it's not. It's neither <clears throat> Zuckerman registering full or empty. Right. I don't know if you noticed that when you drove yes. it. Like it, it goes up to three quarters. We knew it when we drove it the first time, but I thought I would give it a chance to figure itself out. It hasn't. Um, I was going to take it out and do a little work. I, I, I'm just going to let Will Hoyt do it because I, I get the feeling they're going to need a custom fuel sender uh, for it. Right. It's it. And it's here's <clears throat> I don't think the way if you imagine in the in the car, it's sloped. So it's the briefcase isn't laying right. flat, it's sloped up. It's going to be really hard to get an accurate read. What I want, I just want to know when it's absolutely full. And absolutely empty. And absolutely empty, right. Well, you remember... Anything, Middle ground is going to be impossible. Anything before 57 in a Porsche had a stick. You didn't have oh, a yeah, gauge. Yeah, right, right. You, you had like a paint stick, a dip right. stick. Right, but I find that I psychologically can't enjoy the car if when I fill up the tank, it doesn't say full. It's a good feeling when you right. fill up your gas tank, work. right? It should work, <clears throat> right? When and you got that full F and you're pinned, it feels good. I like it when it's a little higher than full <laughs> F. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Because you feel a little higher. Right. You, you feel better. You feel stronger. You're in A++. Right. Um, so they'll they'll fix that. Um the hood latches front and back are a little sticky, minor little issue. Um, and you've got has not the, loosened them. And you've got the little thing that holds up the rear, the rear engine cover. That I little have that. arm. The, I the, wrote one that of the bolts, down. One of the bolts fell out. As the rear deck stay bolt, you don't know this, Zuckerman, but I uh, found a matching bolt and painted it myself oh. in my garage and installed it. Oh, nice. I'm going to have. Um, uh, Will Hoyt uh, check my work. He won't like it. I used, I'm sure, the wrong screw, but it has been holding the stay in place, and it matches, and you didn't even notice. So look, look Excellent. at that. Excellent. Um, passenger door looks a little loose. Um, little like it pops out just a. It needs one slight adjustment. Really? It might be imaginary, but it, it feels like it doesn't. When it closes, it it's doesn't not, close. Yes, the shut line. It's a tiny little thing. And then I noticed just a tiny, 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 teeny, tiny piece, little play in the steering, teeny, tiny. Teeny. And I can't tell if it's teeny. the CN36 wheel tires we have on there, which are like ball bearings on the road or whatever, but uh, it's worth a check. But that's nothing, right? Nothing. <clears throat> and then the only other thing, can we? he quickly fashion... Oh, the rear view. For right. the rear view mirror, a stalk for the rear view mirror. Okay, I'll put that down, and they're... Uh, there is a little flat spot right at 3,800 RPMs. That just could be the engine. Who knows? <clears throat> yeah, because it's kind of a racy engine. You know, it, It's saying either drive me fast or slow me down, but don't leave me here. <laughs> right? And it's subtle, but uh, it's noticeable. So there. That's what we've noticed in our car. And we'll update you on whether uh, Mr. Wilhoyt can uh, fix that. Um, before I bring in Rob Schneider, go to blipshift.com. Blipshift.com. Let's do this like an ad, Zuckerman. Blipshift.com. Hey. To, <laughs> to put in the to, to buy the new Spikes Car Radio shirt. I think we only have a week left. This is our most hurry, popular hurry, shirt. Hurry, hurry, 
The most popular shirt uh, uh, yet. The Zagato shirt. The Zagato shirt is one of the most beautiful shirts we've ever made. We've made it in a beautiful color of blue. I think there's also a gray. There's a hoodie. You can get the better t-shirt with the thicker. It's an amazing shirt that you don't want to miss. Don't miss out. If you've been sitting around wanting to know how can I support Spike and Zuckerman's Porsche habit and the Spike's Car Radio podcast, don't be a cheapskate. Go to blipshift.com. Go to our store, the Spikes Car Radio Send store, money. and uh, order this shirt, this hoodie, this girl's muscle shirt, these, uh, yeah, these, yeah, these shirts, these panties, says Zuckerman, with underwears, underwears, <laughs> yeah, they yeah. don't have a mask, but I really do, I've been wearing this shirt, um, I really am into it, and I, uh, I'm sorry I forget the artist's name who did it, but um, fantastic job. Good job. It we don't really, know who you are. <laughs> no, I do. I just don't know his name. You look him up. You can look him up right I'm now on your phone. I'm looking him up. You look him up. I'm going to look him up while we're here. We, we should give this man his due for doing an incredible job. Due for the due. Well, you don't have to keep playing the music through the whole thing. Yes, or he, does. he does? Okay. Yeah. Here, I'm going Blue to... Chew. Let's go back to Blue Chew. <laughs> then will you have Blue Poo? <laughs> That's... <laughs> Will you fart blue clouds like it's a giveaway that you've taken blue shoe? All right, here we are. We're right on the front page of blipshift.com. There's our store. Look at that. And we're right next to Matt Ferris, West Side Collector Car Storage. He's got a cool shirt, smoking tire. He's coming on next week to talk about his uh, Lamborghini trip. You press that, and then there's the zigging zag. This is their uh, description, Zuckerman. They wrote this themselves. The best laid plans uh, often go awry, but while the blueprints to this rolling sculpture won't resurface for over half a century later, the resulting partnership between one legendary coach builder and one illustrious automaker was worth the wait. Consider yourself lucky if you ever lay eyes on any of the nine examples of this ultra-special 356. Oh, my God. I'm going to go buy a shirt right now. Here it is. Artist profile wait then it's does that mean to another Finally, page please twain forsyth there twain it is forsyth. no twain twain like mark twain. twain mark twain did the design for this uh with a love for both self-propelled and petrol powered transport australian twain forsyth built his ace art skills from the ground up to become a veritable freelance armstrong Look at that. He wins the Blue Chew Award. <laughs> Send some Blue Chew to Twain. Twain. Never the Twain shall meet. Or never the Twix shall meet. Swiggins, mm. send the boy some Blue Chew. Send Taint some Blue Chew. Not Taint. <laughs> Twain. Twixed. Betwixt his Twain and Twain. <laughs> Where have Swiggins and Peabody been this summer, Zuckerman? Where, Where did they, they have been? They've been hiding out in the club. What are you talking about? We're in Newport, where we've always been. <laughs> Why? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> We're counting on our <clears throat> capital gains. Why, Swiggins, I took a shellacking <laughs> in capital gains well, this year. You should have seen the loan I got for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> they gave me $20 million. And I... Don't have to pay it back. Completely forgivable. I've put it all into Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Peabody, it's a good year. Having a great year. Lost a few friends, though. What? <laughs> 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 to, to something, they seem to be dying. <laughs> a Dropping lot. like flies, Peabody. <laughs> yeah, how did they survive? But I guess they're doing fine. <laughs> anyway, um... I can't tell you how my chat with Rob Schneider went because I haven't had it yet, but 
<clears throat> Rob um, is one of those Saturday Night Live guys that we just love. He, uh, him and Sandler, um, really great guys. Whenever you see them, Will Ferrell's like this too. It doesn't matter how many decades have gone by, you see them, they remember your name, you, you have a nice chat with them. They're, uh, they're super funny, down-to-earth uh, comedians and Rob Schneider. Um, the best of the best. Here is my interview with him. There you go. I can hear you now. All right. I don't know what happened. Okay. There can you, you hear me now? Now I can hear you. How do I get okay. the chat? <laughs> All right. Now, now getting the video I, back I'm, on. I'm running out of time, but let's see if I we know, can do this. Let's see if we can do this. Um, let me make sure. Okay. Let me just call Will off because he's trying to call you. Okay, he just talked to me. Okay, he said, we'll do it at two thirty or five o'clock. Okay, there you are. Oh, Recording there you are. Recording in progress. That'll be fun. We'll we'll just leave all <laughs> <of> that in. <laughs> How are you? Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm uh, troubled during this time. <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? All of this technology. It is. Well, I I didn't even know about this web thing. I mean, I just um, heard about Zoom like an hour ago. So, but it's, uh, it's hilarious what I'm looking at because you have a. a You've got kids in the background who I can hear clearly. There, there's, yes. Yeah, you can have two of those. <laughs> your, it's your turn to watch the kids? Yeah. I basically, uh, it's my time to do, uh, to promote my comedy special and watch the kids. <laughs> and you have a Band-Aid on your chin. Yeah, I, 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 I shaved, I shaved this morning and I, I, I shaved something off my face. Oh, good. I, I you know what I don't have is a, yes. Oh yeah, yeah. You, this you don't eat that part, honey. No, you don't shave. Um, you use the electric shaver, and when that runs uh -huh. out, you use the, the the dry shaver. And I'm not used to using the dry shaver, so my chin didn't appreciate it this morning. But it's well, okay. we're not using video. You don't have to worry about it. Okay. You know, look look at me. I'm a mess too. <laughs> um, How are you handling Rob, all this? Uh, you know, I, I'm getting through it one day at a time. Just trying to, to trying to get through it. But as as a uh, kind of a introvert, introvert and comedy writer, I kind of like all of the uh, being alone. I kind of like the buffer seats and staying six feet away from people. <laughs> if only there weren't so much death, I'd say this is somewhat ideal. <laughs> yeah, I know, except for the death part. But except I, for the death, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I feel like um, I, I've seen people handle death better. I mean, handling death better than the potential for getting sick, which is most people. Don't even know that you know a virus ain't that ain't, ain't that big a deal when you have to get tested to know if you got it you know usually and no everyone who had the plague knew they had something they were dropping dead and stuff they didn't have to do a test back then right it's like i don't know maybe i have it maybe i don't i don't know so well we all like to imagine we have it but we you know we lost hal wilner our friend from saturday night live to COVID. did you know, know that yeah i did know that i remember Hal very well he's such a musical genius you know he had every genre he would know i had uh, the last um time i talked to hal was um when he had uh accidentally mailed me his entire uh, collection of albums i don't know how it happened <laughs> but i just <laughs> i had literally they said we have 10 boxes of albums over here at sony for you and i go um you know when you when you get that you go like well uh, maybe it is for me. I don't know, but it was it was Hal Wilner. It was Hal Wilner's album collection, and for some reason, it just ended up at, with my office. They said, "Well, it's from SNL. Maybe Rob." Blah blah blah. And so um, we called Hal, and he goes, "Oh, 
well, they, uh, they're at the wrong place. But it was just one of those things where he wasn't uh, too familiar with how to uh, ship stuff either. So it ended up just uh, because of some SNL connection, I ended up getting all the albums. And um, we got Do it back. Do you still have them? No, we shipped them back. But he had some oh, really did. great old stuff in there. You know, I mean, oh. I did. I did look through. <laughs> I said, well, you know, you know, it's the thing. If you get a package in the mail, you go, maybe it is for me. <laughs> <laughs> just in case it's gold bullion yeah, or something. Yeah, and you, you make a quick decision. Should I keep this, even if it's a mistake? <laughs> and then I knew it was Hal's stuff. And then I, I went like, oh, well, that makes sense, you know, because it was like some old, old like blues albums and like stuff, mm -hmm. like very rare, obscure. I should say it just looked like obscure, rare stuff. And it was really good condition and everything. And then, um, so, you know, you, you think for a, a momentary flash, I should keep it. It's a mistake. It's like, you know, but like, and then if you know Hal, and Hal's a great guy, you say, "Well, he, these are his. He's obviously going to want these," and he did. So, so you're you you feel like you might someday be a porch pirate, stealing <laughs> <laughs> UPS packages. You know, That's what he's admitting what, to us right now. Well, <laughs> you just look. I'm just telling you the stuff that goes to your head. You don't do it. You think about it. You know, it's like you're at a stop sign and you go like, maybe I should just go right through it, you know, and then and then you don't. But that was the stuff that goes to your head, if you're being honest. But speaking of Porch Pirate, can you imagine like if you got a guy, if you had a time machine, you're able to take like because uh, we had a Porch Pirate when my, my wife and I and our youngest child with the the diapers delivered, you know, from the, the not so mm -hmm. honest company. And um, <laughs> I don't know how much time or money you're saving having a mail to you. You know, but uh, so we had a big box and then somebody stole the box of diapers, you know, and I thought to myself, and they call it a porch pirate. Can you imagine like a real, uh, what a pirate or, you know, talking to this porch pirate, if you were able to bring him back 500 years. So tell me you're a pirate, are you? So what do you do? You steal the gold, you slash their throats and then you, and you take their gold bullion and have your way with their women. What do you do then? Well, huh? tell me. Um, I just kind of sneak up and steal the diapers <laughs> off the porch. I ought to slip your throat, you no <laughs> This is uh, Rob Schneider, everybody. And he has his very first, very first Netflix uh, special. Yeah. Is that true? Netflix original comedy special. Yeah. Asian Mama, Mexican Kids, premiering globally, wow. globally on Netflix. Why not? August 11th, which is uh, next week, August 11th, yeah. 2020. Um... I was excited to hear about this. I love myself some Rob Schneider. You know, you're before we talk about the special, you're just one of those guys, like when I think of like the nicest guys on SNL, and by that I mean the guys who remember everybody on the crew's names. I think you, I think Sandler, I think of uh, Will Ferrell, you know, just there's no there's no different class system in your world, is there, when it comes to well, the, the crew? I always, and and well, like you said at the beginning of this interview, before we can get everything straight, you, you and I haven't seen each other since, for what, 10 years on the Sony lot. I was going to a yes. meeting. I walked by you and Sandler. I was like, hey, guys. <laughs> God, I can't, I can't I was going, you remember my name. <laughs> and I was going through, uh, well, Spike's a very a very easy name to remember. And you look, yes, you have yes. that, that, that look of like, well, that, is a spike right there. Hmm. I ain't seen that guy. I know that guy. I, it's a dog name, really. <laughs> no, but it's good though. But but also Spike Mulligan. I mean, one of the greatest right originators of uh, of of what we do. Frankly, him and Peter Sellers and um, um, uh, what's the other guy's name? Bacambi. Um, but anyway, uh, this, the the you know the um, 
the 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 gang. What was it called? The um, the goons. Mm-hmm. The, goon, the goon show was a very very original, incredible show, which influenced very much. If you look at the goon show, Harry Bacumbi, Harry the other guy, Sacumbi. It's Harry Sacumbi, Peter Sellers, and Spike Mulligan, and that that was right. like a, a you know originally when the Monty Python came on, Spike was like. Um, you know, they're just stealing our stuff. You know, I'm, ha- <laughs> I'm happy for them. They're doing, they're, but they're doing us. Right. They right. were very silly kind of comedy and like silly's the king, you know? So anyway, I, I, I think is that, of you is that what you way. do though with your little group of guys? I mean, you and Sandler and Spade, you know, it's a tight little uh, like rat pack of uh, comedians and, and it, it's been around for a long time. You seem to take care of each other. Well, there's a trust there. You know what I mean? Because, you know, when you we have something funny and then like I always tell Adam for years, I was telling him, like, hey, why don't you just hire, you know, Nick Nolte? And he finally did hire Nick Nolte, by the way. <laughs> but I said, just hire him. I mean, I'll do it. But like, hire, you know, these other actors. And he said, no. I said, why? I said, because I, I don't want to have to explain to them what's funny. I know you're you're dumb enough to just do whatever I tell you. And I, go, <laughs> and, and I have basically. I mean, that's hilarious. Some of those stuff I probably wouldn't have done now if you go back. You know, <laughs> but you're just dumb enough to do exactly what I told you. I saw him um, maybe a year ago uh, at, at at the rec center in, in where I live, uh, where our kids were playing basketball together. <laughs> and yeah. he, you know, walks over. He's just he's there. His oversized shirt, looking for like some dad on a Saturday afternoon after taking the trash out. I was, you know, said hi, but boy, my kids were so impressed that uh, yeah. that I knew Adam Sandler. And I know he's when he, they, he, they said what James said, "What are you doing?" They go, "I'm talking to this guy." He goes, "I know that guy. I love that. Guy. He's really funny." And he goes, "What's his name?" <laughs> he's just the character you've seen in a million movies. <laughs> it is really bizarre, though, because when you think about the impact and because of yeah. somebody you just know and then mm-hmm. you just you know them and you know that they're famous and everything. But the to, to get the impact of it. And then there's two memories. I have one with Adam Sandler, one of, of like his 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 uh, gravitas. Right. And how big he was. One one was his um, at the at his wedding. I had to take a van, a separate van after I drove there to get to the wedding. And there were helicopters. And I went like, uh-huh. wow, that, that's a sign of like, and helicopters that were not invited. It wasn't like, you know, these are people trying to get pictures of him. Uh, and that was just incredible to me. It was a tent and you had to have security. And that was one time. The other time when we were in Ireland, when the movie uh, Zohan came out. And I don't know why we were going to Ireland to show, you know, a movie about an Israeli spy. But um, we were there with uh, the director, Dennis Dugan. And that's where he learned how to really pronounce his name for the first time. He said, please announce, we'd like to introduce you to the director, Dennis Duggan. (laughs) (laughs) But on the way to the theater, I saw hundreds of kids running. And I go, I went to the, you know, our driver. And he said, uh, I said, where are those kids going? He said, well, they're there to see you, you and Adam. (laughs) And I was like, wow. And then there were like, you know, you had 1,500 kids lined up. Yeah. And, And it just... It makes you realize like kids don't lie. You know, you got yeah, kids, yeah. they know. They, they, they like it, it either works or it doesn't. Well, we live, does, this, we live in a generation where, you know, you and I grew up and a movie came out with the people in it. And we went to that movie and that was it. And then it evaporated. It was gone forever. <laughs> and then occasionally then there was that rental period where you could watch it. But then those disappeared. But now my kids live in a world of just content. So they go through the Sandler Schneider phase, right? <laughs> they're, yeah. they're just every Saturday movie night, they were like, 
what what has Sandler done? You know, what has Schneider done? You know, it's all, and I have to, and then there's a finite amount of films you guys made. Uh, you know, so you have to go through them and then you run out and then they look and they and they had they yeah. come back and start rewatching. It's a really interesting thing to look at. Um it does. You 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 realize the how comedies short it is your too. comedies hold up no matter how far back you go. And you well, know thank you. Well, I, I would like to think like just like the Spike Mulligans and the um Monty Python, the silly stuff is forever. It is. You know, the, the stuff that's um you know, culturally relevant, or I should say socially relevant. And the stuff that, that's the stuff that, um, you know, I mean, going back to like my heroes, Monty Python, they made a real choice to go like, we're not going to say, not that they knew, but let's say, let's not, you know, hold us to a specific time, you know, to, to, to our comedy so that it just goes. And they just did stuff that made themselves and their friends laugh. And you know, you know, at your best when you're writing stuff, if you're making mm-hmm. your friends and and you and you yourself laugh, that's everything. That's the only right. thing that has a chance of working. That not the manipulated stuff. So I will say, like the silliest stuff is the stuff that holds up. I mean, like if they watch the hot chick, if they're over twelve, uh, then I, I think that, that that's something that they could watch and and ha- and have a good laugh. And if they're in a <laughs> if they're in a silly mood, you know, right? A ter- terrible title. That, that that movie should have had a better title, but uh, it is what it is. Let's talk about the uh, the special because we haven't really hit that. It's called Rob what? Snyder, Asian Mama, Mexican Kids. It's premiering globally on Netflix August 11th, 2020. Um, all I saw, which looked great. By the way, I thought you looked great on it. I've never seen you oh, look thank better. You. Did, you, did you train for this special? I got in shape. I lost about, I've gained all the weight back. You know, it's, it's like you have to you have to do yoga and you have to be physically to be able to move around. If you have a stage, first of all. If you're in a comedy club, that's one thing. I mean, then most people like why I wanted to do this, by the way, is because most people don't even know David Spade and, and Adam Sandler and I. And we all start. Everybody knows Chris Rock's a stand up. But like that's where we all started. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, more times than not, I'd go to a comedy club and those guys would be there. You know, when I in the 80s, if you're in New York, you would see Adam Sandler, at, you know, Catch a Rising Star or, or at uh, Dangerfields um, and, and Chris Rock. And the same thing with me, if you were in in Northern California, if you go to the improv in LA. So we all started out as standups, but to really do it, you know, I mean, we, and we became famous before we had more than a half an hour of comedy material. So, uh, but I wanted to, 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 I spent the last 10 years working as a standup and I really, to get great at it. It was the one thing I really, I've made movies, I've done TV shows, but to really get, uh, to become great at standup, it takes, you know, it takes a decade. And so I put mm-hmm. in the decade and I wanted to just have this and get it done before um, the world stopped, which I was able to right, do. Right, right. And so, there you go. And so, uh, so and, and then no one else had the title uh, Asian Mama Mexican Kids. So. <laughs> which is about your family, right? You have a blended family. Yeah, my, my wife's uh, from Mexico. My mom's from the Philippines. So it was, uh, you know, people don't even, I know they, people look at me and go, I know there's something in there. We don't know what, <laughs> you know. So. Well, I, I'm uh, excited about seeing it. I wish uh, we had figured out our tech better. I apologize for that. <laughs> Me too. I, I I just I don't have an assistant here. You know, you have like a, I have a three year old and a seven year old who helped me out. They're cute as hell. Um, Thank you. And it's very down to earth and nice that you're with them today in the middle of all this. Well, why don't you do this? Why don't you come back at some point and we can do yeah. you know a proper talk? Because I'd love to get back into SNL. And those days in the movies, yeah, those were fun times. And I, and I thought I read somewhere that you were a Porsche guy too. That you have a Porsche nine eleven or had one. And uh, speedster, 
You had a speedster? Yeah. Oh, wait. You had a 58 speedster. 55. That's the who, real one. Who owned that, that car? That's the one they let you go into Mila Mila. Well, that, yeah, that, the that Mila Miglia. Yeah, that's right. And so the, you have to be 55 or the that cars have to be from 1955 or earlier. And it's basically you just drive to the next place to get pasta and wine. But, but was he, this car a, McQu- a McQueen car? Steve McQueen's or? Speedster, yeah. You owned a 55 Speedster that belonged to Steve McQueen? Yeah. I but don't you, anymore. I, I could see by your face. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you it's, sell it to? It's now in China. It's now in China. <laughs> really? Yeah. You know how everyone has a price for something? Yes. You had a Me price. <laughs> That's good. Everybody does. Look, we all buy and sell cars. I do it all the time. That's yeah. fine. That's a hard one to know, let. That's a hard one to let go. I know he had a fifty-eight, and I know where that car is. His son Chad has it, but the fifty-five. Yeah, I, <clears throat> yeah I mean that that was the uh, you know I, I, that was the the rumor that got to me that he drove it whatever, and like I have a a, a picture of him, and so chances wow. are if if he owned it or not, I I just I mean that's that that was the rumor that I put out there. Wow. Yes. So, <laughs> so there you go. He owned the fifty on the fifty eight. Chad has that, yeah, and then also yeah. the solar. What is his company? Solar Productions. Had. Solar Productions, yeah, yeah. So he, uh, they're all very pretty well marked. But no, there's a seventy a- S flying around there. Uh, Seinfeld has the nine seventeen that was used in the movie Le Mans. Um Oh yeah, that's well, that's you know those cars car. have gone through the roof, and I don't think there's much awareness of this 55 Speedster. I'd like to know more about that. Yes, <laughs> I'll, I'll show you the pictures. I'll look for it. We'll do it. Um, Anyway, the schedule, I I mean, the new show is Rob Schneider. It's a Netflix special, Asian Mama Mexican Kids premiering globally. February, a week from, uh, yeah, yes, in a week. On the 11th. Let's do it. And so what's your Porsche? If if there's a fire, you you got to take your car with you. I'm really enjoying this old Zagato 356 uh, Porsche that I'm driving and just a basic 82 911 Target. That's what's in the garage. Oh, yeah. That's good. That'll work. And it just, you take the top off, you drive on the PCH, and it feels like there are no problems in the world for five minutes. And and all's good. All right, brother. All the best to you, Spike. All right. Well, that was Rob Schneider. Um, What'd you think, Zuckerman? He's fantastic. (laughs) You didn't hear anything. It's Saturday. It hasn't hasn't happened yet. Don't give us up. Um, but this was fun. This was a nice Saturday night vibe. I hope you guys liked it. Uh, I know we're a little more chill and less aggressive than you're used to, but, uh, but that's what you get on Saturday night with Spike and Zuckerman and, uh, our sincerest hopes that you stay safe. Our sincerest hopes that it's, it's Wednesday and there's still baseball. God, I hope there's still baseball, but I'm hearing it's going to go away. Um, stay healthy, get in your car and drive and enjoy it. Uh, have yourselves a, a nice summer week and we'll see you next week on Spike's Car Radio. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio, brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.